Hello and welcome to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. I'm your host, Katie Saltzman, personal trainer, nutrition coach, entrepreneur, creator, and expert in teaching women how to take back control of their health, their mindset, and their happiness. Most of you know me as a nutrition coach, but this podcast and this platform is going to be so much more. This is a place where I want to be able to talk about it all. Yes, of course, health and fitness, but also relationships, social media, adulting, hormones, just life. I want this podcast to cover all the ups and downs, and I want you to know that you're not alone. Ultimately, I'm here to give you the confidence to break through what's holding you back, to embrace who you fully are and show up authentically in life. Because life is messy. It's not perfect and it's not meant to be. So grab your wine, a drink, or if you're like me, that chocolate or that ice cream, because it's time to take our stories and the things we go through and make them our superpower. It's time to laugh, cry, learn, and understand that we are all in this together. So let's dive in. I am so ready to dive into this episode. You think I would get sick of talking about metabolism, but it's something that I'm so incredibly passionate about, and I'm ready to break it down for you in this episode. So if you're somebody trying to navigate your health and fitness journey, if you're trying to navigate weight loss, feeling like your body has shifted and it's no longer you know, making the changes that you want to see and you're getting so frustrated and feeling defeated... Even if you're just trying to learn more about your body and how it works and how to impact it going forward, how to make this easier on you. Like that's really the point of this is that we want our body to start working for us and not against us. So if you're like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Tell me more. Listen to this episode because I'm going to break it down so simple for you. Metabolism, we can get sciencey with it. I'm going to choose not to do that. I want to I want to keep it so simple and I want you to understand what I'm talking about and understand that you can make such a big impact on your body. And a lot of times, it's not your metabolism genetically shifting. You know, there's actually a study that just came out that said your metabolism doesn't really shift until the age of 60. So 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, if you're listening to this, that's a really exciting thing. But what it is, is it's our habits and behaviors that have shifted our body, that cause it to adapt to where we feel like our metabolism has changed. But here's what's really exciting. Just like your metabolism can adapt to negative behaviors that we've put it under, it can just as easily adapt to the positive ones that we put it under too. With that being said, before I dive in, I need you to understand one thing. You did not get here overnight. You feeling like your body has been affected or your metabolism has slowed down, this is something that has happened over 5, 10, maybe even 15 years over a lot of diets, over a lot of things that your body has been through, it's gotten you to this point. So yes, it can absolutely adapt the other way, but guess what? It's going to take time. It's going to take consistency. You cannot give up in 10 days. You can't give up in two weeks, three weeks, hell, even two months or three months. It will change and it can and it will adapt, but your body responds to what you do consistently. And if you are consistently 
over dieting and then overdoing it up and down on this absolute roller coaster, your body is not going to respond to that. We need to pull back and say, give your body grace, give it time and patience to be able to make the changes that it really needs to make and really needs to see. And I promise you it will happen. And it's easy and it's simple. And I'm going to break it all down for you right now. But before you start taking notes and doing the things that I tell you to do, I want you to understand this takes time and that's not a negative thing. That's actually a really positive thing because you can impact how your body functions for the rest of your life. And that's a super, super exciting thing. So don't focus on that short term. What can I do in the next week to fit into the shorts for this weekend? Focus on the long term. What can I do to just feel good in my body for the rest of my life? That's where I want your mindset to be as we dive into this podcast. Okay, so what I really want to break down is what our metabolism is, because I think a lot of times we think it's related to like cutting calories or dieting or something I hear all the time is, you know, does running increase my metabolism? And like running has nothing to do with what your metabolism actually is. You know, your your metabolism is genetic makeup. It's your hormone controls, converting food into energy, your composition, um, even your lifestyle, sleep, physical activity, stress, all of these things play a role in your metabolic activity. Running isn't, isn't one of those things. And neither is 1,200 calories or whatever we think you know our metabolism is made up with. Because trust me, I thought the same thing too. I thought that my low calorie intake and how quickly I could lose weight and the amount of cardio I did really would positively impact my metabolism. And it actually was the total opposite. So I want to break down for you the three biggest reasons you feel like your metabolism has been affected and then also what you can do to overcome those. So I'm going to go through these one by one, what it is, and then what you can do to overcome. So number one reason is over dieting. We have not given our body what it's needed for so long. We have not listened to our body. We don't have hunger cues, fullness cues. All we have are diet cues. All we have is cutting to a small amount of calories, extremes, you know, rules, restrictions, whatever program you have picked to be on right now, but you've done this over a period of time. And your body has responded to that. Again, it responds to what you do consistently or it doesn't respond to what you do consistently. And the best way I can explain it is when you're over dieting, over the years, you're sort of causing these trust issues with your body because it doesn't know what it's going to get. It doesn't know if it's going to get 800 calories, 1100 calories, or if you're going to be in this screw it phase and it's going to give you, you're going to give it 3000 calories. It doesn't know what it's going to get. So it's less likely to respond. And if you're somebody that has consistently cut calories over time, and maybe it really has affected your body internally, guess what? Cutting calories, cutting more calories isn't the answer to more weight loss. If you're at 1,000, 1,200, 1,300 calories and you look at your watch and you're burning you know, 23, 2,400 calories each day, cutting more calories isn't the answer. That's not what's going on. What's going on is that Maybe you're not giving your body enough calories. Maybe it's adapted to such a small amount where it's not responding or doing anything for you. You have to go back in and earn that trust back with your body. You have to say, hey, I'm going to show up for you. I'm going to give you what it needs, not only from a calorie standpoint, but from a nutrient standpoint. We never 
you know, we build our meals for literally a calorie amount or to fit our macros instead of saying, what nutrients does my body need? How can I get it satisfied? How can I get it in a position where it just feels good every single day? And that's really what I want you to focus on. So if you're somebody where you're eating super, super low calories, my number one suggestion to you is going to be to find a coach that's going to take you on a reverse diet, meaning slowly adding back in calories to get your body to start responding to where it's in, it's feeling good every single day. You've earned trust back in it. And you can't just go from 1,100 calories to all of a sudden eating 17, 1,800 calories you know, within a week. It takes time because we don't want your body to have these big jumps just like it's been having. We want to set the tone for your body. We wanna lay this amazing foundation and say, this is what it's gonna get. And then we start to add on and build to that foundation. And I would recommend having a coach to work you through that. You can do it on your own. You 100% can do it on your own, but it's a lot easier to have a coach with you. And even if we're not speaking from a calorie standpoint, take calories out of it. If you've been over dieting and not listening to your body and not giving it what it needs, here's one thing that you can do that's super simple and easy. You can give your body three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, we don't skip breakfast because somebody told you that intermittent fasting is going to help you lose weight when really you're just ravaged and hungry by 3 p.m. in the day. We have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I want you to focus on having three macros at each meal, which means you have a protein, you have a carb, and you have a fat at every single meal, and then you have some color and fiber on your plate, which means you're adding in you know, nutrients, veggies, fruits, whatever it might mean. So three meals a day, three macros at each meal, and I want you to add in color in that meal to make sure your body is satisfied. Because guess what? If you do that, even if you never counted a single calorie, if you focused on that, your body would be more satisfied. You would probably naturally be in a calorie deficit because your body would just be feeling good every day. You'd have less binges. You'd have less reason to snack. You'd have less reason to feel like I'm out of control with food. You want to be in control. You don't want to be on this diet all the time. You want to focus on what your body needs. And when you do that, when you start to shift to, hey, how can I fuel my body properly? Then all of a sudden it starts to trust you and the weight loss and the fat loss you want become priority. Where when you're over dieting, it's not priority at all. You're, it's priority. If you're giving it 1,100, 1,200 calories, it's priority is to you know, digest that food, to have enough energy to get you through your day, to regulate your body temperature, all these simple things that it needs to, this small amount of fuel you're giving it, it needs to use. When all of a sudden you get your body to a point where it knows it's going to get what it needs, weight loss and fat loss become more of a priority where they weren't before. And that is a really cool shift to make. So that was number one is over dieting. Number two is overdoing the cardio. I know, I know I got my cardio queens out here and I'm calling you out because I used to be you, but also because I wish I had a little bit more of you in me. I don't do enough cardio right now, so I need to find that balance and shift and figure that out as well. However, cardio can make a big impact on on your metabolism. And let me tell you why. So it's not efficient when we're speak when we're completely talking about 
from a metabolism standpoint, what is the most efficient workout? Cardio is probably the least. Cardio equals a calorie burn, which means you get your heart rate up, you get this like gorgeous sweat, you feel like you just did this awesome workout, and you probably did do this awesome workout, but the calorie burn ends when that cardio is done. And in order to repeat that calorie burn, in order to get that, you have to do that cardio again. And again, and again, and again, and every day for the rest of your life in order to hit that calorie burn that you just hit for that day. And to be honest, that doesn't sound very fun at all, but it's also the least efficient thing for your body. When we're specifically talking efficiency, strength training is going to be the most positive thing you can do for your metabolism because it affects the biggest part of your metabolism. 70% of your metabolism is your basal metabolic rate, which means how many calories your body burns at rest. And when we're talking about that, the best way to increase that is to not only keep the lean muscle mass that you have in your body, but to increase that lean muscle mass. Because the more you increase that lean muscle mass, the more calories your body burns every single day without having to do this crazy big workout to keep up with that calorie burn. You're just naturally burning that amount of calories per day because not only have you maintained the lean muscle mass that you have, but you're also adding to that and building more lean muscle mass. What happens is we focus so much on the cardio that we're no longer giving our body what it needs to maintain and build our lean muscle. Most of the time, we're not... we're not doing workouts that optimize muscle building, but we're also not giving our body enough protein. So over time, we're losing muscle mass, which means our basal metabolic rate, 70% of our metabolism is decreasing. So we get to a point where we feel like our body isn't burning enough calories as it used to because it isn't, but it's also adapting to what you're doing all the time. If all you're doing is cardio, like you're setting the tone for that. You're setting the tone for your body to not maintain or build lean muscle and to also have to be chasing this calorie burn. So number one suggestion is pull back from the cardio. I'm not saying don't do it. If you enjoy cardio, absolutely make it a part of your routine, but it should be in addition to a strong strength training foundation. Minimum to maintain muscle three days a week, you should be strength training for 30 to 40 minutes challenging yourself with weights, not lifting, you know, super, super light weights. I want like lifting weights will not make you bulky. That's, that's another episode that we're going to get into that in a different episode. However, if you want to optimize your metabolism, number one thing is focus on strength training, maintaining and building the lean muscle. Then we can start adding in cardio. Then 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 we can start getting fancy with it. But there's no point in making cardio the most important thing when your workout is 10% of your metabolism. What we want to do is start to affect and shift what's 70% of our metabolism. And strength training is an amazing way to do that. So if you are not strength training right now, We got to add that back in. We got to start. We got to get back into it. We can start small. I don't need you to start with three days a week. You can start with one. You can start with two. Work yourself back into it where that's the foundation of your workouts. And then cardio and HIIT training is an addition to an already strong strength training foundation. 
So that was number two. Number three is going to be your lifestyle factors. So lifestyle factors is how, for me, how much you move every single day, sleep and stress. Those are going to be the biggest ones. So let's dive into how much you move every single day and why that makes such a difference. So remember how I said your basal metabolic rate is 70% of your metabolism. And exercise is 10% of your metabolism. How much you move every single day. It's called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Basically a really fancy word about everything you're doing when you're not sleeping, when you're not working out. It's all of the in-between, the day-to-day things. That's 20% of your metabolism. So you heard that right. That is double what your exercise is for your, so if you're somebody that you think your exercise directly relates to your metabolism and you're pushing super, super hard with that, you need to pull back right now and realize that's 10% and start to shift and focus on the other 90% of it. So something I see very often is I see women getting up really early in the morning, crushing their workout at the gym, whether it's a HIIT workout, running outside, You know, you take 40 minutes, you do that, but then you're sedentary. Let's say, especially as we've shifted into COVID, we've all become more sedentary in our homes, you know, getting things delivered, whatever is easy. And we've created this environment where we're not moving our body nearly as much. So let's say you do get that workout in, but then you get back from there and you're sitting at a desk all day. And then after that desk all day, you make dinner. And then after dinner, you sit on the couch because you've had a long day and you just had 10, 12 hours in your day where you could have doubled the amount of calories you burned at the gym just by simply moving your body more. Just moving your body in a non-stressful way, going for walks outside, moving more around your house, standing more, all of these things make a huge impact. Double the impact than that workout that you just crushed that morning. So I really want you to reevaluate where you're at with your daily movement. I understand that 10,000 steps can be a lot for people, so I'm not gonna set the bar that high if it feels out, like if you're only getting two to 3,000 steps right now, cool, we're not gonna say you're gonna get another 7,000 steps in, but can you increase that to four or five? Can you start adding a 20-minute walk-in on your lunch and a 20-minute walk-in after dinner and standing a little bit throughout the day? All of a sudden, you just burned 300 more calories that day, just that day, by not even doing anything crazy, by doing what your body is meant to do, which is move. So take that 300 calories and multiply that by seven days. And then multiply that by, you know, that seven days by a whole entire month. Where are you at with your calorie burn? Like you just lost a couple of pounds by simply doing what your body is meant to do without having it be a big task. So number one, focus on how much you are moving your body. Focus on your need. It's 20% of your metabolism. Our bodies were made to move. And movement is medicine. Get outside, go for walks in the sun, do things around your house, take some breaks at work where you can stand. Maybe think about investing in one of those standing desk stands. All of these things make a huge difference in impact on the baseline amount of calories that your body burns every single day without cardio. That's what's really amazing about that. It's just very simple things. So two other things that really affect lifestyle factors are sleep and stress. And these are the least sexy sounding things. And 
honestly, I'm just going to be super vulnerable here. I probably didn't understand this until two years ago. And I've been a nutrition coach and a personal trainer for far longer than that. I never thought they made a difference. I heard it over and over and over again until my life started being impacted by high stress and by very little sleep. And I saw the drastic impact it made on my body. All of a sudden, I saw my muscle mass start to drop. I saw my cravings go a lot higher. I felt like I my body couldn't be satisfied. I wasn't sleeping as well at night. I was feeling stressed and anxious all the time. I noticed how much of a difference it took on my body. And until I really started focusing on that and understanding that it plays a vital role in your journey, I didn't really recognize it. Now I have. Sometimes you have to go through something in order to really recognize that like, hey, this actually, this makes sense. This this actually makes sense. So here's the thing. If you're not sleeping enough at night, you're way less likely. Your body does everything when it's sleeping. It recovers. It gets rid of toxins. Your liver resets. Your kidneys reset. Your muscle you know, recovers. Your muscle starts to rebuild. Everything happens when you're sleeping. And if you're not getting sleep and if you're not getting quality sleep for your body to do that, you are going to see you're going to be fighting results constantly. You're going to be fighting the composition change that you want to see so bad because it just won't happen. When you, there was actually um, a study out of the University of Chicago, and I'll just like nerd out for like one quick minute here, out of the University of Chicago where they took participants and they all had the, like all the variables were the same as far as nutrition, as far as training, everything stayed the same. The one thing they changed is one group got five hours of sleep and the other group got eight hours of sleep. And the group that got that got eight hours of sleep lost 40% more body fat than the group that got five hours of sleep. 40% more body fat. And the biggest difference was three more hours of sleep each night. Again, I'm not somebody, I'm very realistic with sleep. I understand that it's hard to get eight hours of sleep. However, if you're getting five hours of sleep, how do we get six? If you're getting six, how do we get six and a half or seven? How can you put your phone away before bed? How can you not go to bed with the the screen on your phone, the screen on TV, the blue light? Because blue light affects how deep you can get into sleep. Blue light affects your melatonin production. Can you put your phone away earlier? Can you start setting a more solid nighttime routine? It's that simple. Like it really is. It's going to make such a difference because the more sleep you get, the more your body can recover, the more rested you feel. And the more naturally balanced your cortisol levels are, which brings me to my next one, which is stress, which is a huge impact on the body. And your body only has enough cortisol it can regulate and manage each day. And when that cortisol is consistently high, not even talking like when I say stress, I don't even mean stress like, uh, oh, I just found out like my bank account overdrafted or I just you know, like found out that I'm going to get a new boss and I don't like the person that's going to be my boss. Like, yes, that can be stress, but there's a lot of other things that cause stress, that cause high cortisol levels. And your body doesn't know the difference. It doesn't know the difference if it's like running from a saber tooth tiger or if it's financial stress. It has the same reaction, that fight or flight response. So we can be talking about financial stress, work stress, family stress, spouse stress, 
Working out is a stress on your body. Not getting enough sleep is a stress on your body. Guess what else is? A constant calorie deficit or dieting is a major stress on your body. So if you take all of these things, you could be overstressing your body over an extended period of time. And when cortisol levels are high, it becomes nearly impossible for your body to burn fat, to lose weight, to build lean muscle, and to build a strong metabolism for a lot of different reasons. But it becomes near, you will always be fighting against you if stress is constantly high. So when it comes to lifestyle, the biggest things you can monitor are sleep and stress. Sleep drastically affects your stress. So I think setting solid boundaries, solid nighttime routines is going to be number one, and then starting to do things to bring stress down. I realize there's a lot of stress in our life that there's nothing we can do about it. There really isn't. If you're having stress with your job and like that's your main source of income, of course, I'm not saying quit your job and get rid of that stress, but I'm saying how do you handle stress around that? Can you focus on recovery? Can you take some Epsom salt baths? Can you add in 10 minutes of yoga a day? Can you add in, like, I'm not a meditation girl. I'll be honest. I wish I was, but going for walks is so much more beneficial than meditation for me. Can you add in 10-minute walks in the sunshine to where you can just breathe? Get rid of your phone. Get rid of everything. Just go breathe. Focus on recovery and bringing stress down around the things that are causing the most stress in your life. And it makes a really, really, really big difference and a big impact. So that is the three number one things that are going to literally shift the way your body and your metabolism works. Don't focus on dieting. Focus on giving back to your body. Don't obsess over cardio. Build a strong strength training routine and cardio is just an addition. And then when it comes to your lifestyle, Move your body more. Movement is absolute medicine and focus on stress management and sleep. I know all of these things don't sound as sexy as like a 10-day detox or take this apple cider vinegar pill to feel less bloated, but those are temporary fixes. We want a permanent solution. And when it comes to a permanent solution, it's what we do every single day that matters. And what's really amazing about these things that I'm telling you the best part is they all give back to your body. None of them take away from your body. They all make your quality of life better. So that's why they're the most important things to focus on. Not only can they shift how your body is impacted, how your health and fitness is impacted, not only can they help you make your body work for you again and make this easy, but they all give back to you to where you can just constantly build on it and truly become and show up as your happy, healthiest, and most confident self, which is exactly what we all want. This just isn't about metabolism or weight loss. This is about feeling good every single day, and I want that so bad for you. I've seen this shift not only in myself, but I've seen it with the hundreds of women that I've worked with. I promise you the things and the tools I gave you in this episode will drastically impact your health and fitness. So I'm really, really excited for you to try them out. Be consistent, be patient, give yourself grace. Remember, this is not a sprint. This is a journey, as cheesy as that sounds. Like 
Do not focus on like, how do I get to that finish line? Focus on what makes you feel good to get there. And I promise you, you'll get there and we will celebrate at the end. And I want you to message me and tell me how amazing you are feeling. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast on metabolism. Know that I speak a lot more about this on my page. If you don't follow me on Instagram, make sure you're following me. And if you really want to dive in or have a coach to walk you through it, I have a 12-week program called Master Your Metabolism, where I take the things that we went through today, add more on, go even more in depth with it. It's a really amazing, life-changing program. So if you feel like, hey, this is something I want to know more about, this is for me, check out that program. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. And you know what? I'm so excited for you to start this next level of your journey. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you like this podcast, leave me a review, and share it with any women in your life that you think need to hear it. If you don't already follow me, go over to Instagram, search Conditioned by Katie. Make sure you follow me. You're part of this community. If you're interested in working with me, look, I have so many different ways you can work with me, from one-on-one coaching to small group to master classes that I host and everything in between. The best way you can find out What's going on in the Conditioned by Katie world is to either follow me on Instagram or sign up for my newsletter on my website that's going to give you all the updated info and a lot of other fun things every single week. But look, I'm just so happy you're here. I'm happy you're part of this community. Keep showing up, keep growing with me, and keep being you.